And welcome back to another episode of the No More Ways Today's podcast. Yet another outdoor edition. Uh, I'm joined with uh, the regular guest, Deontay. Hello, hello. Uh, so, uh, as I just mentioned, we are outside by a river. The birds are singing. Uh, there is a highway just on the other side of this green belt. So you may occasionally hear some cars drive by. But we'll do our best to try and talk above the noise and uh, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully the sound of the birds in the water will soothe you. You said you've uh, done a couple of these outside. How many have you done now? This is my second one. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's nice. So you were saying you don't know how antennas work. No. Um, so I, I, I assume that the length of them is to just help catch a bear signal. That's about as much as I know. Yeah, so... Essentially, there's electromagnetic waves getting sent through the air, and that's what radio is. Yeah. Same thing, Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. any of that is waves. And um, when they pass through an antenna, they, like, create a basically an electrical current. Okay. And that current determines, because um, electricity has, like, frequency, and that frequency that is being created by the radio, by the electromagnetic waves, is what the frequency that you're adjusting oh, okay like the uh yeah, for five, yeah. Five, okay. yeah megahertz and something that i learned that is really neat is so a wave has an amplitude and a frequency yes right frequency is how fast it goes amplitude is how big it is mm-hmm. right fm is frequency mod- modulation and am is amplitude modulation ah yeah i've actually i've always been interested in like the differences between the fm and am channels I know it's got to be distinct. Yeah. Difference yeah. on the wavelengths. Um, AM, I think, is a much higher frequency. No. Lower frequency. I can't remember. I know that the FM is a better frequency for the depth of music, and that's why uh, most of the AM channels are... Um, talk shows? Like talk shows, you know, where it's less yeah. about the layers. Yeah. And it also... Um, AM will bounce off the atmosphere, so you can get further further distances with it. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, I remember learning that sometimes you could be in the middle of... Well, you could be on the other other side of the planet and hear a Russian you know, radio in oh, a yeah. small area just because it could bounce off, the, uh, yeah. just bounce off the atmosphere and land somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Just a little uh, runaway frequencies. Yeah, some cool shit. Um, I'm going to start. Uh, sorry about that. Quick, quick pause on the on the talk there. Um, so I recently, well, not recently, in the past year, two years, I've been spending a lot of time just out in the bush, yeah. like extended period of time in the bush. And it's interesting coming back. One of the most interesting things that I realized this last time I came back from the bush um, was when you come back into civilization. There's only very specific places that you can go pee. It is. And it's a little weird. (laughs) There is a, that is a stark contrast between those two (laughs) two different states of being. Yeah, because being in the wild, you've got to be a different man when you're out there. And it's just so different than being, going through all the rules and regulations and everything that, you know. 
guide you through your day to day. Yeah, like back in the cities. And it's like it's like you're, it's not like like you think okay, well you go pee in the bathroom, but it's not just you go pee in the bathroom. You go pee in a toilet or a urinal, and those don't move. It's in the exact same place every time, and there's just like hundreds of liters of piss going through these two, like, <laughs> and like. When you're out in the wild, like everyone's like, ah, oh, going to the bathroom in the wild is crazy. It's like, okay, you go piss in, like, you go piss on a tree, and odds are, very few people have pissed on that tree. Like, maybe we'll have some animals and stuff, and we have that discussion, but, like, there's not a lot of piss around. No, no. There's a lot of piss concentrated inside the bathroom. Peeing in the outdoors is a free feeling. It's so good. It feels and natural. You, you get to practice different kinds of pissing, because when you're a man... <laughs> When you're a man and you're peeing in a urinal or a toilet, there's only one spot. Yeah. But when you get out, you start you start swinging it around. You do like circles left and right. Write your name. Like <laughs> it's just like shit that you don't get to do. And you're just like, oh, I can pee anywhere, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that's it's the wild side. <laughs> um, and like and I like go, I usually go for um, distance. What's the oh, yeah. I can do? Oh yeah. You ever do that thing <laughs> where you like walk away from the toilet, like maybe when you were a kid? How far can I get? And then the pressure starts to go, and you have to run back without spilling it anywhere. Dude, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> I should try that. I live with a lady, though. Don't miss. Yeah. <laughs> Stakes are higher. Um, but also, like, like shitting in the woods. Like, people are, like, really weird about shitting in the woods. Like, it's so unhygienic and dirty. It's like, yeah, it's definitely dirtier than pooping in like four to five liters of clean drinking water i don't think i've ever shit in the woods but now i kind of want it you should it's a it's a freeing experience it's uh you first first of all you're you're squatting right you're doing like a full slab squat right you dig a little hole eight to ten inches deep and you do you do a little slab squat over the hole and that's the way your body is supposed to be when you poop. Mm. And everything goes into a straight line. Yeah, you're supposed to squat. Like, you're d- it's yeah. a deep squat. It's a deep squat. Not a seat, but like... Yeah, you it's down. Your like, down your, your, your butt is down your ankles, pants are around your knees, you're leaning forward like this, and everything just goes... Flip. And then you go to wipe, and it's like, clean. Like, that's how we evolved mm. the poop. So it's like, you take like a, a two or three white poop, and shove it in the hole, cover it up. Everything is clean. That sounds glorious. It's so good. Clean up's my least favorite part of the whole process. You gotta get yourself a bidet. I think I talked about bidets every time on podcasts now. <laughs> I, pooping in other places is an unpleasant experience. Because I've got, like, I've got, we've got our whole, uh, our whole poop setup organized. So, like, we've got, we have the bidet, but we also have a stool to put your feet up on. And it's just like, you don't even need to worry about toilet paper. It sounds better than a massage therapist. <laughs> a little, little cold water on your butthole. <laughs> oh, it's cold, eh? And you can get one with the warm water, but it's a little more work. Because mm. you have to basically run it from the hot water tap under your sink. Yeah. Which means you probably have to drill a hole in the cupboard. and. Yeah, that sounds like no fun. But you get... Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. There's also a... Uh, West Coast. Uh, there's a train station right here. So I'm going to pause it while this train goes by. So we don't... All right, we'll be back in a minute. All right, so uh, the train's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say about trains, if a train ever derails, it's like the scale of a natural disaster. 
<laughs> like it is. It, remember that one that hit Quebec, um, derailed in like suburban Quebec? Yeah. Like vaguely, I didn't look to too much into ago. it. Yeah. Uh, like the, the the damage area of a train derailing is miles, especially if it's filled with anything like gases. Oh yeah. Miles. Just like bits flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. One thing I never want to like live by. Uh, I hope to be far away from a train track. Like, never happens. How often do trains derail? Never did. But one time, my friend put a, a penny on the track as a train was coming. He was like, put a penny on it, just got flat and smooth. Yeah, I've done the penny thing. And it got hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it just it just starts to elongate. Yeah, become an oval. So much heat. Well, trains are fascinating. Yeah. I took a train trip to Jasper when I was uh, about five years old. Sounds fun as fuck. Yeah. So me and my grandma got in the train in Fort Langley, went to Jasper, <laughs> spent the night in Jasper, took the train back. Damn. And, yeah. So train really, trips? Really, really special memory of mine. Train trips sit on that borderline for me of, like, that could be cool and unique, but also there's people around. <laughs> you know? Having your own car to yourself, obviously, probably costs thousands of dollars, <laughs> but that would be so much fun. Yeah. That would just get, fun. like, some friends together and just, like... Oh, like, cruising through the... Uh, yeah, cruising through the Rockies with your homies playing cards. I know someone I who know works here. on the Rocky Mountain Express. I haven't talked to her since high school, but she's on... I see her on Facebook every now and then. Oh, that's... A, she works on the train? Yeah, it sounds like a dope job. Yeah, get a travel PC. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. I uh, I'm going to the Rockies at the end of the month. Whereabouts? Kananaskis. So it's like basically directly west of Calgary. Oh, okay. Like um, all like the really big ones like Jasper and stuff are further north. Mm. And Kananaskis like. You, you can go to the national parks and they're called they're national parks for a reason yeah but like the smaller like the smaller provincial parks mm-hmm. they don't get as much foot traffic yeah and um I'm hoping my friend can come with me and do like start doing some like route finding and like not go on the trails cause there's like I'd say like 30 to 40 percent of the hiking in the Rockies is route hiking route Route hiking. route hiking. So there's like routes, like general routes that you can follow, but there's no set trail. And like, so you get like a G- GPS path or something that someone's done mm. before. Mm. And you kind of like look, just kind of look at the land and see how you're going to get over there. And like, okay, as opposed to one path that everyone uses. Yeah. It's, it's a little more open. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Yeah, kind of. That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Looking, I've never spent any time in the Rockies. Uh, I've, uh, I've never hiked in the Rockies. I've just passed through. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of but people have that story. It is immense beauty. <laughs> it's so it intense. is so ridiculously beautiful. Uh, would you be down to do like a a two day hike with like car camping in the middle yes. sometime this summer? Yes. Okay. I want to push into new like I want to push into new experiences this summer. And take the things I do enjoy in life and just take them to the next level. Uh, one of those things for me is martial arts. It's like, I love this. And I want to put a lot into it and really give it something now. Yeah. And another one of those is exploration and being outdoors. I've always had this intention. 
of starting to do overnight, starting to go camping on my own and push up. But you know, summer's open, restrictions are getting a little bit better, and being able to network into that is something I'm really excited about. Yeah. 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 I love. Long story short, I I want to get out there with you, man. All right. Um, what are you doing the August long weekend? I don't know. I have like a plan to potentially go to uh, my grandparents' cabin. Okay. Um, on the sixth to the tenth, shortly before um, other potential camping plans. Okay, so the August long weekend, it's like the first to the third or something. First to the third. Of August or whatever. Looks like I'm taking the whole first half of August off. Then you just go for the weekend. Oh. No, I got a couple. Yeah, I'm going to go see my grandparents too, but I uh, mm-hmm. I want to go. Um, what are you thinking? So there's that Needle Peak that I was telling you about. Which up, is, up, up the Coke? Yeah, it's like the top of the Coke, basically. Mm. And it is... Fucking beautiful. Is it that standout peak as you as you get all the way up the uh, big hill? No, that's a uh, Yak Mountain. It's on the other side of that valley, actually. Mm. So you look at Yak, and then you park on the right and I'll hike up the other side. And on the other side, you look down at Yak Mountain from... I think Yak Mountain's a little taller, but it, they're both so big, it's hard to tell. Yeah. That sounds glorious. Um, it's an intense hike. It's 1,100 meters over 6K. Mm. Um, Eleven, wait, 1,100 over 6K? Yeah. Holy crap. So it's like a, for every, whoa, look at this fucker, man. Dun, 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 That was the boss landing. This guy's got it too. He's coming in. Oh. Yeah, that was a superhero landing. Look at those tiny little, little legs. He's puffing his chest. He's feeling himself. I think that other one is a female, and this one's like, it's a courtship. Is he? Is he doing a seduction dance? I hope so. He's walking. He's, he's walking back towards him. He's walking like it's a runway. <laughs> and he's and he's <laughs> he's got his head up. He's got his wings down. This is intense. You know how like at a bodybuilder competition they show off and they flex yeah. and they fuck their chest out like he's he's doing all the work. This is happening. This makes for great podcast material. But oh oh. Oh. I'm considering just pausing this so we can... <laughs> Are we watching two birds fall in love? <laughs> I hope that's what we're watching, because if it's anything else, that'd be sad. <laughs> and a pair bond forever. Maybe he just has a funky walk. Um, so yeah, the first height will be that. So it's like... <laughs> Oh, 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 she's getting closer. Oh, she's floating away. You have to save her. It's a test. <gasps> What's happening? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some chemistry going on over there. There's definitely some nature is happening over there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do... So, it's six, six kilometers, so 6,000 meters long. And uh, 1,100 meters of climb. Yeah, that's a very high ratio of up. <laughs> it's quite steep. Up ratio. It, it starts intense, and then it levels off for like 15 minutes-ish. Or like 
gets less intense. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh shit, they're fighting now. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Oh my god. I need to film this. Jesus Christ. Oh dude, he's drowning it. <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Oh. Did you get any of that? I, <laughs> I, I got just the tail end of it. Damn, I should have just started recording. This is all I got. Ah, oh, damn. Just a bit. Dude, that was intense. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo. Is this thing rolling? Uh, yeah, it's still recording. Damn. So, yeah, we just got uh, front row seats to a boxing match between two great herons. It's like, you know, there's 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 regular boxing, there's kickboxing. This was like face boxing. They were like face jousting, stabbing each other. One got on, t- on top of the other and was like shoving his face underwater. Dude, that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> Dude, we, we thought we were watching two herons about to like mate. <laughs> that... <laughs> Sometimes uh, that's mating in the animal world, though. Yeah, that uh, was uh, subverting expectations. <laughs> went the <laughs> went the other way. That was uh, good writing. Um, good character writing, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll do that, and then we camp for a night just on a forest service road somewhere. And then the next day we go hike Mount Sheen, which is also... Sheen. Sheen. Or Sheen. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Okay. I've also heard Sheen. It's like Chilliwack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the Agassiz area? Uh, it's Chilliwack. Just, uh, yeah, you have to go through Chilliwack, basically. Right. Um, and it's, that's a gorgeous hike. Uh, but it's, it's the same. It, you get, you get like 15 minutes in and then it's up. And it's up. I'm like, I guess I'm going for a practice run, see where my body's at. My little brother and I are doing. Uh, Evans Peak. Oh yeah. I tried to do Ev- Evans Peak was the first big hike I ever did. Yeah. And since then I've done it. Well, this will be my third time. And it's about the most. Yeah, I've done anything harder than that. What but do you consider like a big hike? I consider Evans Peak to be like something you can just you know go. I'm gonna go do that this afternoon. You know, go I, I approach it pretty casually, but I find it it's about as heavy as I can handle. It's like four and a half hours round trip. Uh, it's about five round trip in terms of uh. Do you know what the elevation gain is on It's 900. 900 uh, over 8. 8 kilometers long, 900 meters. Okay. So it's a little less of a pitch than uh, Needle Needle Peak, but I think Needle Peak will just be my next step. I'm going to get out. Yeah. yeah. Actually, last year was the first time I ever did that. I did the same trip. Mm-hmm. Um, going and going for a weekend of hiking with camping as a secondary thing. And it's fun as fuck. Usually I go camping and then I go hiking while I'm camping. This is like camping while I'm, like, car camping. Because I do, like, backpacking and stuff, obviously. But this was car camping, so you just bring all your creature comforts with you. Do you have a mattress for the back of the pack? I just use my, uh, my, air, my, uh, my backpacking mm-hmm. mattress. I sleep on that. Yeah, I want to, uh, I definitely want to get one of those mattresses I can just throw up in the back. Keep it easy. Don't you need a tent? But yeah, we could convoy up. Yeah, <laughs> that works for me. Um, 
Yeah, hiking's great. Got some some big shit. Is the team is the one that has the nice alpine meadow, right? Yeah. Fuck, it's like it rivals um, Manning Park. Oh is, wow! Yeah, that's 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 exciting. <laughs> it's like like me and my friend were up there. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, cause it had been on my bucket list for like five years. Um, and you need uh, you need like a good four by four to get up there with mm-hmm. good tires. Um, so I finally got that. Yeah. And like you know, last year was my first summer with my own car. So I was all over the place. I was just like every weekend, just getting uh, so good. But I ended up not doing any motorcycle trips, which really bummed me out. Great so off. I got to do one of those this year. You still got the bike? Oh yeah. Good. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever get rid of it. It's like, it's a very expensive toy at this point. <laughs> you know what I've taken interest in lately is the cafe racer style yeah. bikes. They are dope. And it's scrambler style. Yeah, They're a lot of people like them. Super cool. Oh. <laughs> but I also like the aesthetic of sports bikes, you know. Tokyo drift style, yeah. Yeah. slick leather suit. It's funny watching Tokyo Tin drift helmet. and seeing how old that movie is, uh, and just looking at the bo- motorcycle styling. Like these are the new cool motorcycles. Like that's an old bike. <laughs> Early two thousand styles did not age well. No. <laughs> then again, like, would you ever get a motorcycle? Oh yes, one hundred percent. No, it was um. One of my uh, one of my colleagues at work showed me his new bike, and I was just looking at the bike, and I just fell in love. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's only actually it's been a couple months now that it's been like it's held a little corner of my mind, you know. Like I want to have a motorbike one day. You know, it's gonna happen, dude. There's so much fun cruising down like the Sea to Sky Highway on a bike. It is scary sometimes. I look at my bike like I'll just like I'll get off my bike after riding it for like six fucking hours, like you know. Pounding this engine at like four to six thousand RPM for hours, and sometimes ripping at like 170, 180, 190, like down straightaways with no side roads, like out in the like an open field, so like mm-hmm. nothing's going to come out. Or any, not even open field, like desert, so like nothing's going to come out anywhere. Yeah, um, that's the place to be. Um, and then I stop and I get off. I'm like, you know. This thing is tiny. <laughs> like, this thing is so small. Yeah, when you're on a bike, you're so vulnerable. You're exposed. That's part of the thrill. That's part of the thrill. It's, it's also part of the, the enjoyment. Thrill. You're, like, out. And, like, you also need to be so much more focused. It's, like, it's almost meditative in a way. Yes, I understand. I like tasks like that. Like, or activities like that. You have to get in a flow state. Yeah. You have to enter that flow state. Yeah, because, like, one of the things I noticed, like, when I... I didn't have my bike for a couple months, and I was driving my dad's truck into work. I I would get home, and I would still be stressed from school. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'd drive my dad's truck home, and I'd just be, like, not necessarily in a great mood. And I realized it's because when I rode my motorcycle home, whether it was a nice night or pissing down rain, like, I, it, I was, like, so much more focused. Yeah. And, like... It's just a different world, right? And it's also when it's pissing down rain. 
running when it's pissing, pissing down rain kind of sucks because it's hard to see sometimes. That's scary. Um, especially like if, awesome. if your uh, visor doesn't is like fogs up a little bit, or um, people aren't using their headlights or whatever, or they're using their high beams and can't see anything. Just gotta get anti fog wipes. One dollar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got a, I got a, I got an anti fog uh, cover that goes on the inside. It's mm. like a permanent thing that locks into it. Um, uh, but it was also kind of cool when you're riding in the pissing down rain and you're like I'm not getting wet you can't fucking t- I've got all the gear I need you can't fucking touch so me you're still dry underneath yeah. you got the right stuff yeah, yeah that's, that's, that, you can keep unfogged yeah. drive at the right speed rain drive can be yeah yeah rain is rain is good I like rain I enjoy the rain right. as of lately like kind of miss the rain it's been like very, it's been pretty. It's been a pretty dry, like couple months, I'd say, like overall. Um, I think it's been pretty average. I mean, we're just we're getting into summer now, so. I just thought May was was a dry May, specifically. Could have been when I did when I did my trip to the North Island when I went camping up on the North Island. We were in like, truth be told, one of the rainiest places on the planet. We didn't get rained on. We got spit on a little bit, but like we got really fucking lucky. Whereabouts in North Island? Uh, like right up northwest, like right, right up there. Um, my next video is going to be on that. Did you end up watching the my second video? Uh, I didn't continue the the latter half. Um, yeah, but I will. I know it's because it's long. It is long. You know what? That's <laughs> that's the thing about millennials. <laughs> Three minutes? Yes. Sixty seconds? Sure. Oh no. Seventeen minutes. Even like you see a twelve-minute video, you're like, ah, uh. <laughs> at least that's me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're like I can procrastinate for two minutes and then move on to procrastinate on something else. <laughs> but I can't consistently procrastinate on one thing. There's a science behind it. I think I think it's because when you're watching something long like that, you have to admit that you're not doing the thing you're not doing. Yeah. Whereas if you keep just doing a little short thing, you're like, ah, one more short thing. I want to try things. Um, but, like, I... That's the problem with the long ones, is, like, it's kind of hard to start with long ones because you haven't really earned your audience's attention yet. Yes. Um, uh, and the thing is, I like I like the long videos. I like full in-depth things. So, it's like... Yeah. You kind of... I kind of want to, like, brand my my channel as that thing you know I'm in this I, I, I understand like you're trying to flesh out enriching co- content you can't condense that in between the videos if, yeah I have a lot of like subjects that I eventually love to get into video making because I enjoy the process I've been doing it with some of my martial arts videos mm-hmm. and uh yeah I would uh, definitely have longer videos and, yeah and it's like one of the things before I started the channel I spent a lot of time watching like outdoor adventure videos to see what is out there and what isn't and if there's a niche that could be filled and the thing that i realize is there's not a lot of like mid-tier in-depth video like adventure journals Mm. right there's some like that are like sponsored by arcteryx that are like three and a half minutes long and there's some that are like 
like production company outdoor like outdoor tv and stuff like that yeah um but there's nothing that's really like you know and like 90 percent of like the adventure videos on youtube are drone shots and music mm-hmm. right what i liked about when i was watching your video it it captures the stillness like and you go, like you capture the stillness of, of suburban canada with which you uh, the, the two videos you posted on the uh, well I guess on the expiration um, the, the, yeah you, you you capture it really well and it's nice and soft and, but you're gonna want to cut that part out I just lost my fucking <laughs> just lost my fucking nog there I really like the uh, the stillness of those places yeah. it's it's weird that when I started, I wanted to, it was like backpacking, camping, backwoods stuff. And then the first two videos I did was about towns. <laughs> but that's just where I happened to be. Mm-hmm. And it's also the kind of... Or you can show in a town. Because, like, it's hard to capture... I find being in the forest, it's hard to capture the forest in a video. Because... It's well, so it, small. Yeah, it, it'll, it's, hard to, it's hard to capture the scale of, of forest yeah. and hiking in videos. But cities, are so much more going on. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of one of the things that like there's a few, few goals that I want to try and learn how to do, with this channel, and one of them is really capture what, hiking, and adventuring and the outdoors is about. Mm. You know, it's like yeah, pretty stuff is nice. It's nice, and I can show you all these pretty things, but is it possible to capture? The whole experience, being with your buddies, uh, you know, the struggle to get up there, the grind, the fucking left foot in front of the right foot, and then getting to the top and that, like, reveal and being like, oh, fuck, you know, and then, like, kind of coming home and then kind of finishing it off and, like, reflecting on the day and, like, that was intense, you know, Is is it possible to do that? In a video, yeah, absolutely. So I got a lot to learn, but I learn a little bit each video. What uh, sort of uh, programming do you use for the editing? Uh, I use a a program called uh, DaVinci Resolve. Mm-hmm. It's a freeware online. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's used in Hollywood. Oh. Um, because there's a paid version you can get mm-hmm. which is quite expensive and it gives you like a few more like really high end features that you don't really need mm-hmm. um, they make a lot of their money off of like their um, their devices like they have like editing devices and anything from like a little controller to like a whole big panel with shit okay uh, that stuff seems complicated and it's a super complex software it is incredibly powerful, but very complex. Is it when I when I'm looking into a like when I look into software, given the level of my ability, which is very low, I just need something that's easy to navigate. Give me my cuts. Give me my easy music options. Give me slow motion, right? And I'm good to roll. So you can do that in DaVinci all fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like anything; you have to Google how to do it. Um, but there's like 
so many more options on top of each one of those things. And there's things like, oh, this slow, like the slow motion doesn't automatically blend, so you need to cho choose the blend style. So, like, it can interpolate the frames in between kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's a fairly standard technology that most things have. Um, but, like, Adobe Premiere is a favorite, and that's a really nice software. Yeah. I used it a lot. It's just expensive. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say. And like a lot of people, a lot of people just, myself. a lot of people just torrent it. Mm. And I'm like, you know, I get it, but also like someone worked on that. Yeah. Someone, you know, it wasn't Mr. Adobe that made that. Yeah, Adobe is making a lot of the money off of it, but it is paying to the people who worked for it. Yeah. Worked on it. I believe in buying, uh, buying licenses like that authentically. Um, you know? But, the, I mean, that's why I ended up... There's a few other ones that I can't remember the names of, a few other freewares that people like. The main thing that people say to stay away from DaVinci is that it is somewhat complex, and if you don't have, like, any kind of background yeah. with video editing, it might be a little bit overwhelming. Did you do some in high school? Uh, every year I did. Um, I did, like, a general, like, technology class that included a component of, like, movie making. Mm. Um, I did an animation class. And then in eleven and grade eleven and twelve, I did film classes. Okay. So, I never did a. I don't think I took any IT classes in, in high school, but I, I, I levitated towards the the shop classes, wood shop and metal shop, in my grade eleven and twelve years. Yeah. And the auto shop, and I think what I enjoyed most was wood shop. I took metal the first year. And then uh, ended up switching to wood in the next year because there's a satisfaction at the end of a wood project. They're just, I guess I just love the style of a mm. finished cabinet, small or big, much more than I liked my, uh, the outcome of my like metal projects. Because that was more freehand, you know, get creative with metal, bend metal, like what yeah. can you do? Yeah. But the guided, you know follow the instructions and finished product of the woodworking I found much more satisfying than like yeah. lack of creativity in metalwork I guess yeah I mean anything any kind of art really um, I think if there's something that you can do and you can make something out of nothing like I mean I don't know if that's how you define art but that's how I define art making something out of nothing um, I think that's very important for the human psyche, because yeah. um, that's kind of what makes us human. Um, and having something, because everybody works on something for the most part, but having something that you started the day without and you now have, I think is super, like, especially when you do jobs like the jobs that we do, yep. that's like a lot of like intangible stuff, you know documents spreadsheets emails all yes. that and like you have it and now you have this spreadsheet but you turn it off and it's gone right we're having a physical thing that you can touch that wasn't there before yeah um that is part of what makes or something you can share with other people yeah you know i i i, I take what you're saying and i see that like all people have an artist inside them and for me personally like that's martial arts I, we all have like, there's something about having a form of expression and being able to release that. And every one of us has a unique, a unique one. And woodworking is it for some people. I think the outdoors is it for some people. 
comes to making projects, I personally enjoy producing media and video editing. Uh, it's, for me, it's up there with like boxing. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, something about video editing. I think the thing I like about video editing, it's the thing that I can get the closest to making it look exactly how I want it to. Yeah. I can't do that with drawing. Mm-hmm. I can't do that with sculpting. There's like a lot of things I can't do that with. But with video editing, if you have patience, and I mean, there's like some things that you need to understand about a beginning, middle, and end, and transitions, and like um, rhythm. But like at the end of the day, if you have a vision that looks good in your head, you can get that onto a screen. Right? Yeah. Being able to yeah, take your vision and just paint it for someone else. That's it. So like, you can interpret it how you want them to interpret it. Yeah, that's. I guess it's art is not making something out of nothing. It's taking something that's in your head and letting other people see it. Mm-hmm. I think that's... It's, it's, it's the ability to share your thought. This is another thought I had recently, and this is going to take a little bit of a hard right. It's the ability to share your thoughts. Yeah. Art. Yeah. You know? So, being eloquent is an art form. Being eloquent. Yeah. Yes. Being able to speak in a informed and understandable manner. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you take that into writing, poetry, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, this is going to take a right turn, though. Something I've been thinking about a lot lately is how each individual lives their entire life in their own head. Yeah. And I then, don't like it. And then like you think about that. that, and then it's like, so everything that I am experiencing, every single one of my thoughts is completely unique to me, that unless I go out of my way to present them to other people, it's just going to live in this space of the entire universe and everybody else is external to that yeah that's and, that's that's what like how much shit can you really know <laughs> like how the, no even the smartest person like how much do you really know about the world because you only ever experience you yeah you know yeah and everyone else is having exactly the same experience everyone else is in some way or other disconnected from the entire world is yet weird. That's a good thought. <laughs> that is a thought-provoking thought. <laughs> it's just, and I think that makes it easier to deal with some things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I also get frustrated sometimes because I wish I could get those thoughts out, which is why I have like I don't know the podcast and stuff like that. Um, I don't, like, if I can make a career out of entertaining and take what's going on in here and presenting it to other people, and other people are interested enough to appreciate it, yeah, like, that, to me, is a super fulfilling thought. And it's such, this is going to sound weird, it's such an integral part of who I am mm-hmm. and a way that I've felt for basically as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um... It's weird to think 
that other people don't feel that way. Mm. Do you ever think about that? Like, like I guess for you, the example would be martial arts. Like, you, just, it's like it's just such a, just such a part of you and what you want to be, and who you want to be, and nobody else knows what that feels like. And I'm sure there's other people out there who do feel that way. But not but the way I feel the, it. The, I, I, yeah, the majority of people have other wants, mm-hmm. right? Um, whatever those may be. And there are some lucky people where that want is to be comfortable. You know? And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe it's unlucky to have that want, to be comfortable. I don't know. At the end of the day, there is no wrong answer. I guess what's most important is that you're happy and you spread more love to the world. That's all I want of, of humanity is that A, you live your life in the way that makes you happy and B, you're putting more, you're putting more love than negativity. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And also think about the environment a little bit. Ah, that's, yes, that that's a big thing that I think. part of the putting out more love. There's a lot of people out there who live comfortable lives and do not. Like the number of people who are my age that still don't do things like in respect for the environment and can afford to like don't do recycling. They don't like compost. They don't. Mm. What are the biggest, uh, easiest ways that people can make a difference? Everyone were to do this one thing. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, takeout. Takeout. If you're going to get takeout, do it in a sustainable way. And if you absolutely must, try and recycle everything that you get. Shop at places, purchase food from places that give you biodegradable containers. Ah. Paper paper stuff. A and W, everything that comes out of A and W is compostable. Yeah. They're a little more they're a little more expensive, but there's value to that. You know? Oh now I want an Uncle Burger. It's an A and W right there. Yes, there it is. <laughs> mm. um, uh, that and there's like other things like start using handkerchiefs instead of tissues. That's a big one. I'm a big believer in the hanky, and a lot of people I talk to say that's disgusting. But here's the thing: you're out walking about, and you got a pack of tissues in your pocket, or you have a handkerchief. You have a handkerchief and you blow your nose and like, oh, that's gross. And you have to put it back in your pocket. You have a pack of tissues and you blow your nose. Where's that tissue going? Back in your pocket, right? Handkerchiefs are big. They're absorbent. They're breathable so they dry quick and you roll them up. They're a tool and they're fashionable. Yeah. You get like six or seven of them and when one starts getting gross, toss it in the laundry, grab another one. And they can be used to wipe shit down too. Like you have a dirty end and a clean end. And you just like, you just want to like wipe if you're gonna like. You just sold me on a handkerchief, dude. You <laughs> you can just even get like I don't even use proper handkerchiefs. I use just um, bandanas from the dollar store, mm-hmm. right? Um, a red one or a blue one? I got a, a red one, a blue one, a green one, a black one, a white one, and a gray one. All the gangs. All the gangs. Fuck <laughs> it. I'll just pull whichever one out I need, depending on what hood I'm in. <laughs> I come prepared. <laughs> I just look at my route that day, and I'm like, all right, I need the red one, I need the purple one, let's go. <laughs> um, what else? Carry around a set of 
utensils with you. In general? Yeah. So like a little extra set in my car. Just obviously. a set. Uh, then if you're ever going to eat out somewhere, you can just tell them, I don't need mm. utensils. Uh, of course. You get a Tesla? Yeah. How much? Yeah. Make it size. What? A, yeah. World, world pollution. We all drove electric vehicles. You know what? I would like to get more information about the production of lithium batteries in contrast to electric vehicles not outputting as much uh, you know, carbon dioxide. Um, but I hear a lot about lithium batteries being. So my understanding is Tesla has their own, like, sustainable battery production facility as far as mining lithium or something like that. I don't know the specifics. I'm going to pause this really quick because i got to take a piss. Uh, so I just found out that Deontay has never pissed his name in snow. I've never pissed my name in the snow. Is almost kind of impressive. I think needs to be like applauded. I was a good boy. <laughs> you were going to deface that snow. You're going to have one single pee hole. <laughs> um, fuck, what were we talking about before this? I don't quite remember. <laughs> All right, guys, we got holes. back there. <laughs> the rabbit hole of the podcast. <laughs> Lithium batteries. <laughs> um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know much about that. The problem is a lot of places get their electricity from coal power plants and stuff like that. Yes. Um, we don't here. We get them from hydro plants, which, like, if you have, like, a full dam... Like ending up flooding a whole valley and stuff, which isn't like great. Um, but then they're like, there's a new sort of technology called the run of the river, where they like do a little side shoot of water into smaller dams. So they like just, and they just do lots of small dams instead of like individual large dams. Okay. Huh. Which is, I think, I think that's a little better for the environment. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of research on them. And, oh, the bats are out. Those are bats. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a lot of bats around here. So can't believe we saw Heron's <laughs> fight. Heron's. That was intense, man. Crazy. Mm. Oh. <laughs> bats are so cute, dude. Bats? Bats. Now all I think of when I hear bats is coronavirus. Oh, that's but it wasn't made in a bat cave. It was made in a Chinese in a Chinese uh, cave. I, don't know. I, I I like to think it was natural, personally, but I guess we'll never know. Yeah, we'll I know. don't. I I hear a lot of different stuff from a lot of different people. I don't. I think I guess it depends on what the outcome of it what the goal was total economic collapse I think that if it leaked from a Chinese lab it, if that is what happened I absolutely do not think that it was done on purpose uh yeah I can see you know if it came from lab I would like to think okay you know, God forbid that basically happened it was just an accident 
Because why would they start it in their own country? <laughs> why would they fuck start first? In, why would they start it in the town that the lab is in, where all the people who work there have families? Yeah. <laughs> and just like right, right in the middle of their own country, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. It makes me think of like you know what is the future of you know chemical warfare, biochemical warfare. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's one of the scariest thoughts. You know, nuclear warfare scares me. Biochemical warfare scares me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you think about it, like in uh, World War One, when they use like mustard gas and shit, like the, like chemical warfare in World War One is so fucked up that they had to write laws about how you can and cannot fight in wars. Yes. Like they made war laws. Yeah. Like, you look, we can fight, we can chew the fuck out of each other, but if you do this shit. The whole world's gonna crack down on you, motherfucker. Yeah, like it's we'll interesting you... to see, like to see that that was a thing. Let's make laws, like you know, even regimes as terrible as you know Nazis will follow within at least some of the general guidelines. You know, laws that we you know, for war. Oh, the hands way. Oh, <laughs> this is the alpha. <laughs> oh, no. That's the thing about alphas. That's <laughs> 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 they always come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you came out and we hit those pads today. Yeah, that was a good time training. I um I wanna start doing boxing with friends or people that have never boxed before and just have a fun workout. Yeah. And uh teach my box. Personal training is one thing that I wanna work work into eventually I think I think run a gym I think you get your personal training like like for like physical personal training I think it's like a six month course or something I believe you can do it over six months like take a class or two a week or you can bust it out in five weeks full time really yeah it's something like that holy shit I don't know which one I do yeah I should say this this motherfucker here has lost tons of fucking weight ah I've all right. Yeah. So what what are you at now? So I started my journey at two hundred and seventy seven pounds. Yeah. Uh, and I'm currently at uh, two hundred and thirty three. Fuck, dude. So that's just shy of fifty pounds. That's intense. Yeah. In just over five months. Uh, yeah, about five months. Damn, dude. Just over five months. I started. That's around, awesome. Yeah. New Year's, mid January, and speakers. Congrats, man. Yeah. It's it's a good feeling. Like. I didn't realize my back was getting sore. You know, the weight on my chest and my stomach is you know, starting to wear on my back and my knees. My right knee was getting a little wonky, getting a little funny. Yeah. You know, the odd step would feel a little little wrong. But uh, now that issue since just cleared itself up. Yeah. I mean, you think about, like, 50 pounds, that's a lot. But then you think about, like, that in terms of bowling balls. Like, you can imagine what a bowling ball weighs, right? Oh, yeah. Like a 20-pound bowling ball. And then you, wow. you lost two and a half of those. You were just carrying those fuckers around with you all day. Yeah. And now that's gone. You were gone. living rent free. And I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. You kick those fuckers out. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that shit. That shit gets me like people just like doing it the old fashioned way. Just fucking. Calories in, calories out. Yeah. Don't. Drink water. Stop looking for the easy way out. Yeah. No, there's no easy way. Eat healthy. Exercise. Find. Find. Find something that you enjoy that has the benefit of exercise. Yeah. I think that is the key. I think for me, I found it got easier and easier as I went along uh, because once the habits became more and more, you know, habitual, 
it just made everything easier. Uh, and secondly, I think the most important thing that I've done this time, there's been t- I've kind of fluctuated. My weight's fluctuated. Like some context. Yeah. My weight's fluctuated a few times in my life, and I've gone through the weight loss process, you know, a few different times. But usually, it would be over. I'd have a good year. Yeah. You know, and I just naturally lose about 20 pounds. I have a bad year. I go up 20 pounds, but since then, you know, 80 pounds, and now I'm over halfway back. And this is the time I've had to put the most intention into losing weight mm-hmm. and really dial in. And what I had to do was just learn to enjoy it. You have to learn to, like, if it's not fun and you don't enjoy it, if it's all a drag, you don't like what you're cooking, yeah. you, know, you don't like what you're doing at the gym, you, know, you have to learn to like the playlist of music. You know, go to the gym and find a gym that you enjoy being in and be comfortable in that space. And once these things become visual, it just becomes streamlined. And so and it hasn't been work since the first month. It hasn't been work. It's just been fun. Yeah. And, in, in, like, internalize it, too. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's dancing at us. Look at him. Oh, Not... yo. <laughs> you ready to fight the harem? I watched that harem fight, and I, I am not ready to fight it. <laughs> I think better not step up on me, man. I'm just trying to have a good night. Step on a harem tonight, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the harem with the blue bandana. It's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> Sees my red sweater. He's like, all right, this is happening. <laughs> Comes at us all like wings fucked out. Gangster Starts pecking your nards with that fucking fish catching beak. Um, but yeah, dude, um, it's good. Like, there's a danger to just losing weight by not eating and yeah. not exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, like, exercising and in intermittent fasting is like, if you just like gain weight and then lose weight by fasting and then by like sheer calorie restriction. Not fasting, but just calorie restriction, and then gain weight again, and then calorie restriction. Every time it gets harder to lose weight. Yeah, that does not sound healthy. No, it's just like the body learns. Um, So if you can increase your, like, activity and uh, change your diet so that you can more efficiently use the calories you eat, um, that's good. But yeah, like, I just, I love seeing people get after it. Oh, there's another train coming. I was about to say Oh, uh, this going so slow. Is it just the two train? Just the two? No. Train's got a nice aesthetic, man. Trains, man. Trains are dope. There's a. Uh, I used to go camping by. Uh, there's a campground in between two train tracks. And every all day and all night, just trains going by. And I take this? this isn't in uh, like just outside of Cash Creek. Okay. And I uh, I've taken a couple friends there, mm, and we wake, the river. Yeah. Yes. And we sir. wake up in the morning, and it's just it's actually closer to Ash or to yeah no it's closer to Cash Creek. You have to go through Ash Cash Creek from Ashcroft. It so it's between Cash Creek and Kamloops. It's like 15, 15 oh. minutes out of Cash Creek. 10, 15 minutes at east of Cash Creek. Yes. Oh. Northeast. Okay. Going to Cash I was thinking of a different Um, And I've taken some friends there, and they get pissed off the next morning. They're like, so many fucking trains. What the fuck? It's like, oh, man, it's the best. Yeah. 
puts me right to sleep. Along the Fraser River, you got the CN Railway and you got the CP Railway. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in the differences between. Like, there's two. They're two completely different railways. Yeah. But they run alongside each other, just on opposite sides of the river. So I think really cool I network. think CP runs north and south. Oh, okay. And CN runs across Canada. Oh, East that West. would make sense. Pacific. Yeah. What was I talking about before the trip? Oh, right. Oh, wow, they stopped. People, uh, it's blocking the sound of the highway. Look at that. <laughs> Thanks, train. That's something else I love about trains is the sounds they make. Oh, it's going backwards now. What is going on? The sounds they make when they stop and start. Because yeah. you can hear them all going, ch -ch -ch like all the, all the joints getting tight and loose. My dad used to work on a train yard. He was a brake boy for a couple of years. Traveled all around BC in a caboose. We'd spend six months in like Lillooet and then move on. Uh, what's like to be a train commander? Yeah. What's, yeah. A, what's, the, what's the head of a train called? Conductor. Conductor. Commander's better. <laughs> Dude, you, you're, you're commanding. You're, you're commanding a beast. Trains yeah. are a beast of a machine. Yeah. You know? They're actually one of the, the most dangerous things that humans have made. Absolutely. You know, cycling the, the consequence stuff, of anything like, going wrong. The amount of energy moving through. Yes. Those. I want millions of tons of steel. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Takes a long time. And then they hit the brakes and all that energy goes into these metal wheels. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Looking tiny, simple track. A simple track that holds this entire snake yeah. of metal. Just this solid like ribbon of steel that runs all the way across Canada. Obviously it's different pieces, but all put together and it's one ribbon of steel and you just get billions and billions of tons of steel just like constantly like in a year just the amount of weight that goes onto that. Mankind built some crazy shit. Yeah. And I think trains are one of the most fascinating things. Oh. It's pretty cool. You like flying? <laughs> like the in an airplane? Do you enjoy the process of flying? Including <laughs> the airport. <laughs> it's novel every now and then. I don't know if it's something I'd want to do all the time. Yeah. Although most of my flying has always been international. It's never like, I'm going to fly to Kelowna. Like, that. I've never done that. I um, love being up in the I do too. I'm thinking about learning to hang glide next year. That's crazy. Yeah, that'd be crazy fun. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to learn to do something. Like, I'll see about mountain biking, personally. Yeah, man. Not enough black people mountain bike. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yes, you are. Oh, no. I'm stealing your mic. <laughs> More representation. I don't think I've ever seen a picture or a video of a black guy mountain biking. Neither have <laughs> I, man. It's all a bunch of white bros with wide brim hats and shorts. I don't know. It's expensive to get into. Yeah, oh, that's the end. I would never want to buy. One thing I've like, learned is like, spend good money on things you like. 
So I'm never going to buy an entry-level mountain bike. If I buy a mountain bike, I'm going to buy a mountain bike. But it's ridiculously expensive. But you're looking at 1500 to four grand somewhere in that window. It's a lot of money. You could get it. I mean, mine was uh, 1000 you get a reasonable one for one thousand. You're a little heavier than I am, so you might want something a little sturdier. That's just it. Like, um, I, I guess I just get concerned <laughs> about anything breaking. Well, that's I, the I, thing too is people will go to like Walmart and be like, "This mountain bike's like two hundred and fifty dollars." Then it's like, <laughs> like it just snaps in half. The suspension is trash. Like, you know. I don't want to break nothing. Um, I wonder if we're gonna get to hear this thing. Is there a train yard nearby? Yeah, there's Yeah, the Port Coquitlam train yard is like, I think it's like the main train yard, aside from Vancouver, for this for this port area. Because yeah, it's really close so. to the Fraser River. I think so. Um, and it's huge. Like, you ever drive over the Coast Meridian Bridge, the Coast Meridian Overpass? Yeah. That passes oh, over Logan? Yeah. Like you go, you drive under it and you're on Lowheed, and you're like, oh, it just goes over Lowheed. But then you drive over it and you're like driving at like 60 kilometers an hour for like 45 seconds. And you're like, holy shit, that's all train yard, that whole thing. And my dad worked there when he was like 17 or something, 20. Yeah, and then it goes across the Pitt River Bridge. There's a long one in. Uh, yeah, there's another one on the other one. Long one, one. and on they're the... looking to extend it. Jesus, looking really? to make it bigger. Yeah. Fuck. Man. So you can't really grasp the scale. As you're driving along low heat, you can't really grasp the scale of the of the train yards until you see it from like an aerial view or from a hill. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I had a buddy. He walked from Pitt Meadows to um, like basically the golf course. He basically walked from the golf course to like his house up Westwood Plateau here up, up that way. Um, it's like it's like an hour and a bit walk from here. He walked all the way from Pitt Meadows. And I was like, you sure you don't want to ride? Like, I dropped him off his grandparents here today. I'm like, I can give you a ride home later if you want because he didn't have a car. He's like, no, man, I'll just walk home. I'm like, you sure? That's like a really long walk. He's like, yeah, it'd be fine. Um, so I texted him the next morning. I was like, how's the walk? He's like, dude, I didn't get home till like 4 in the morning. How long? From where to where? Um, the Pitt Meadows golf course. Okay. Like where the, the theater. It's like basically where like the superstore and the the theater and stuff is yeah yeah to okay um you know where coquillam center is yeah so if you walk for about 45 minutes from there you get to his place 45 minutes in which direction up the hill so if you head north wow that okay. is a ridiculous walk yeah he said he walked was walking for like six and a half hours it's like i forgot about like walmart and that whole area and i'm like yeah dude it takes like 15 minutes to walk across the Pitt River Bridge. Oh my god. <laughs> I forget that. He's, <laughs> he's not the sharpest bulb on the tree. I love him though. Rose got stamina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's pretty fit. He kind of got into boxing for a little while and then fell off. Oh, uh, come back, homie. He uh You probably met him at one of my parties. Nick. I do not remember. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. Yeah. Everyone's bad at names until they decide they don't want to be bad at, bad at names anymore. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. For me, it's like, 
I'm meeting someone at a party. I'm not going to dedicate the diamond headspace to remember your name. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably my headspace. Like, put attention. Like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to remember, I'm going to say it over, I'm going to put the effort in. The thing is, when you meet someone and you say, I'm probably forget, I'm not good with names, you're giving yourself an out and you don't even try. Yeah. And most people convince themselves that they're bad with names. Say their name back to them. At least yeah. once in a conversation. Yeah. It's one way to hammer it in. Yeah. You just need to say it to yourself like three times. But at the same time, it's like, ugh, I'm at this party, there's like 30 people. The odds of me bumping into her again are rapidly declining. <laughs> I can't remember the last, like, party I went to. Fuck. It's been so long. My parents... I'm never much of a party guy. so sad my parents are selling their place. Because you've been to a couple of my parties, right? Yeah, a couple. They're not too... They're not big part. They're like, they're chill. Yeah, but there's a nice energy just about gathering people. Yeah, that's... There's such a good energy. That's always what it was about. It was never about, like, ah, oh, let's get the lights and the fog machine going and deep. It's just, like, I'm just going to... My door is open. I'm going to get all my groups of friends together, and I'm going to see everybody. And let's gather some good energy. Let's have a good time. Because I don't have enough time to see everybody individually. Mm. Get everyone together. My high school friends, my work friends, my school, like, my university friends, mm-hmm. you know, friends from a past life. Do you ever play, like, large organized games? Um, what do you mean? Like, at a party or, like... I mean, not for a long time. We just did tug of war at a work uh, work meeting the other week. Oh, nice! So much fun. This is like, we, it all it's getting it set up and then stopping with all of a five minute process. Yeah. But it was uh, it was <laughs> yeah, I miss tug of war. I miss like, just, like as a outdoor kid. games like that. Doing that shit as a kid. Yeah. yeah have you ever done archery tag? No. I remember that trended for a bit. There's a place Archie in Richmond that does a it. Trend, and yeah. then it fell off the trend, and I forgot it existed. Yeah, I'm a, glad to hear there still is there. I mean, it was a few years ago that I did it, but yeah, there's a place in Richmond. Dope. It was like an indoor beach place where people can go do like practice volleyball and stuff mm. when it's not beach weather. Um, so it's just like a sand pit that you go and shoot each other with. And I almost won, but a guy I was playing with cheated, and I got angry. So. How did he cheat? Um. I either hit him and he didn't call it, um, or I think that's what it was. There was something that happened that was very much like, you broke the rules. Um, I Yeah, I also... It was like me and one other guy versus like one other guy. And like it was me and one other guy, and like it was kind of a free-for-all, but we kind of like... We were like, we're going to be together, we're going to beat these guys, right? And we beat them, and there was one other guy, and I just kind of turned and shot the other guy. <laughs> Traitor! Because I was like, you know exactly what's going to happen, is we're going to beat this guy, and then we're going to be us. Uh, I felt kind of bad about it. He was pissed. Mm. I also want to do the uh, VR pushback. Yes, I was... VR simulator I, you know. Talking to Jack once things start opening up again, we can do that for like a, a second mini bachelor party. Go out and shoot some zombies. Or fight aliens. What would you prefer? Would you prefer to do the zombies or the aliens? Mm-hmm. Aliens seems less scary. Mm. I mean, whatever just has a better production value. 
six to one half dozen the other. Yeah. But first, I like alien. Like, I like alien movies. Alien shooter movies. That's true. More than I like zombie shooters. Yeah. That's fair. But a VR. Alien would be like if they put you in space or some shit. Have you watched Alien? The original Alien. Oh, all the time. I, I, I have it on Blu-ray. I watched it for the first time the other day, uh, a couple weeks ago. So I'm gonna. Absolutely. Nigga. Absolutely <laughs> incredible. It is start to finish. One of the best pieces of cinematography. And like one one detail in the filmmaking that I really love, and I believe this was done with intention, was that the ship's technology is so beautiful and pristine and super <laughs> cool and futuristic for the first time. All the shininess <laughs> and buttons, but it feels so empty yeah. and hollow. And there's this empty, hollow, you know, mood in the air, in spite of the flashiness of the actual setting in this physical yeah world. and I think that just they're space truckers yeah it's so good cool. there's like a lot of really cool things with that like when they wrote the scripts they didn't write anybody male or female they just had people come in and do that's roles that's one thing I've appreciated and actually seen throughout that series is that it is, they're just characters not a man character a woman character just a character mm-hmm. there's, there's no like love story yeah in any of them well, Alien 3. Hook up. That's not love story. Did she hook up with someone? Yeah. The dude who plays Tywin Lannister. He's in... Yeah. Did they hook up? Yeah. I can't remember. It's been like six months since I watched it last. I just watched... I've wa- I watched it in the order of <clears throat> two, one, three. Aw, oh, man. I don't, I don't have any regrets. Regrets. Uh, two was... Phenomenal. It's fun. Absolutely phenomenal. Like the um, the sets, the set pieces specifically was what that made me, made that movie stand out. But just like I prefer T one Terminator one over Terminator two because yeah. it's quiet slasher movie <laughs> versus the big budget explosions. Yes, yeah. I prefer Alien one over Alien two. Yeah, quiet slasher movie. Well, they're different. They're like slow. They're different movies. Yeah. I, I, prefer, I prefer that style. It's more yeah. authentic. Yeah. I mean, the second one, it has James Cameron does it. Oh. So it's like, yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah. James Cameron not determining the one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what is, but he did Aliens. Mm. He was he was Aliens. That dude just drops bombs. <laughs> that guy, I guess that guy doesn't miss. <laughs> you know? He did Titanic too, right? Yeah. Holy shit. He did Avatar. What? What a portfolio. My... Favorite directors are Spielberg. Um, fuck, I can never remember his name. The guy who did The Shining. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna pause this. Yeah, Spielberg, Kubrick, and Nolan are my favorite. Christopher Nolan. I like uh, Tarantino. Tarantino's really good. Tarantino, he has a very specific style. Oh yeah, he I, does I the banter. He does banter really well. Mm, yes. I just watched Inglorious. So the two most recent movies I've watched have been Inglorious Bastards and Fury. 
Yeah. And they both World War II movies. Yeah, and they both start Brad Pitt. <laughs> not a purposeful decision, but they were both pretty Yo, there's a brilliant. mouse. Oh, no, it's just your... A mouse? Your, uh, oh, your wind cover boy. fell off. I have no idea when that happens. It just fell off just a second. That's oh. why I thought it was a mouse. It was rolling along. No, I don't know. Um, they were both brilliant films. Uh, have you watched Inglorious Bastards? A long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, okay. I did. The, the opening shot, it's like one camera shot, and then a conversation happens. And it's one shot that goes on for about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. It just this cold open. <laughs> I loved it. There's something about that movie that I was very much like trying to follow the plot and it wasn't super plot focused. It's just like you're around these characters. <laughs> Sit down and enjoy them. <laughs> you know, and it's like there's yeah, there was just a different style of movie. So Tarantino. So much fun. And I found the last scene when they're in the hotel, the theater. <laughs> he's trying to act like he's Italian. <laughs> I'm not sure if you remember, but yeah, no, I vaguely remember that movie. Yeah, Tarantino, he does, he does banter really well. He's really good at creating characters. Did you ever see that new Halloween movie that came out a couple years back? Halloween, like it's like a re, like not a, it's like a a sequel. Oh, Mike Myers and the no, I haven't. Oh, it's bad. Don't watch it. Yeah, I I I haven't seen a. 80s horror movie remake that's ever been good. It wasn't a remake. It was a sequel. Oh. And it was bad. Ah. It was like the whole thing about the original motherfucking Heron's back and a bat just flew between us. Um, the whole thing about the original Halloween was that Mike Myers liked to watch his victims before he killed them. He'd just stand outside the window and watch. Right? This one was just like, he's just murdering for the sake of killing. Um, you're in my way. You're in my way. Your door's unlocked. I'm going to kill you. And it's just like, this isn't. Part of my, I guess a big part of his identity was his watch beforehand. Kind of. One of the big things about the original Halloween, and like in terms of modern movies, it's not that scary. But one of the, one of the big things about it was that a lot of the scary stuff was, like, very subconscious. Like, it'd just be a shot, and he was just outside of a window. And you just... It wasn't focused. He wasn't the focus of the shot, and you can miss it. That makes it so much better. Yeah. Just subtly. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You yeah, were... That's when... You know, it's... it's one, That is one of a few specific actions that really capture a show for me. <laughs> oh, did you ever watch Haunting of Hill House? I, you know what, I couldn't get into Haunting of Hill House. Really? I, I haven't watched it yet. I don't like horror movies. No. I don't like ghosts. I... Because I spend a lot of time in the woods when it's dark at night. So you don't enjoy horror movies because they get to you? I don't need that. You know how often I'm out in the woods? Sarah watches so many horror movies. You know how often we're out camping and shit and she's like, a little tweaked out? <laughs> More often than me. I can tell you that. Have you ever played the game Slender? Yes. I actually played it at my friend's place in Belcara, and then I had to ride my motorcycle home at 1230 at night. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Which means walking up to his driveway, because his house was like down at the water, so I had to walk up to the driveway in the dark, because there were no lights, get on my motorcycle and drive away, and all you can see is the headlights in front of you. Oh, no. That's Slender. I played that when it was trending when it first came out. That game is so simple and so immersive. And it's Did you play crazy. the full version or just like the original free version? Um, you had to collect eight pages. That's all I remember. Very okay. simple program. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the the full version they made is like five levels and one of them is, uh, it's, I think it's called Slender the Lost Pages or something. But, yeah. But I think you played Slender there's the Arrival. Yeah, there's no oh. Slender. No. God. It, me and my friend tried to make like a, a Let's Play out of it and it was magnificent because what we did was he controlled the mouse and I controlled the keyboard <laughs> and like he would see the Slenderman and he would freak out and like throw the fucking mouse and flip over and I had to like run backwards and like because you can't look at him because if you look at him it's like worse for you game over yeah and I'm like look at the mouse oh yeah that was good shit I found it hard to play enough downstairs with my family home the time I tried to play it alone at night with headphones on I've only ever tried it once yeah don't do that absolutely terrifying oh have you ever played um Amnesia I've not I played through all of Amnesia Slenderman is the only horror game I've ever played have you ever played I would recommend Dead Space Dead Space really really rides that line of fuck I am totally helpless and I can fight these guys off. You still have the power to fight so it's not as scary yeah. but it's atmospheric and if you like Alien then you'll probably like this. So, uh, yeah. I gotta write that down. I think they're currently working on a remake of it. So you might be able to buy that when it comes out. Sorry, can you repeat the name? Dead Space. Dead Space. Yeah. It's really good. Mm. Yeah. I just, I recently stumbled across this YouTube channel where this guy plays scary games in scary locations. Like he played Slenderman in the woods by himself. No. He like lives out of a van. Why would you do that? <laughs> It's stressful to watch, man. He's like, yeah, man, I'm out here. I just drove my van out in the middle of the woods and set everything up. There's pretty good production value to it, too, because, like, he has, like, a drone that is, like, an intro of, like, flying over his van over the woods and, like... like, That's cool. He was did it on, like, a full moon, and there's a shot of the full moon between the trees and stuff. Like, he does a really good job with it. It's creative. Yeah. Small. Oh, all these gadgets put together good good video. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a drone. That's, That's the problem. Work, work funds recreation. The key is to find a way to make money off of recreation. And if I can get enough people to like and subscribe to my videos. That's one of the things I want to do when I take a year off. It's really focus on, like, I'm going to have a part-time job of making videos is what it's going to be. Like 20 hours a week. Yes. Yes, sir. And it'll turn my adventures into, like, maybe I can get something out of this. You know? I like to monetize my, my videos would be fun, too. I've always wanted to just have a YouTube channel. Not too much. Just a couple thousand. 
people, you know, a couple thousand subscribers. I don't need the big golden play button. Yeah. To me by YouTube. No, I don't need that. I just need a little community. That's all I want. Yeah. A little community of homies. Apparently, you don't need that many subscribers to make a reasonable living off of YouTube. Oh. I don't know what the number is, but, you know, people got like, got like, you know, 10 million subs, like, that's a lot. Well, then you take the subscribers and you go and take them into boxing. Yeah. Like, freaking Paul. I wanted to talk to you about this. Yeah. Have you been following the Jake Paul and Logan Paul and boxing? I have not, no. I find it so... I find it really cool. I actually have a lot of respect for them. For like, out of all the things you could have done with your fame and following, yeah, you chose boxing. It's and not an easy thing to do. You're stepping out there with, you know, you, you're, they're taking real fights. Whether they're fighting another celebrity <laughs> or a retired mixed martial artist <laughs> yeah. or Floyd Mayweather, like they're sitting in there into a setting where they could go unconscious. You know, in, in yeah, the you're, world, you're taking a, a fucking stage. beating. And uh, they both put in the work. I think Jake's the better boxer. But just, it's really funny to me. Out of all the things they could have monetized, they chose to just hop into that. And well, it's a good call because a lot of people want to see them get the shit kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having haters is just as big of a sell. It's not the bigger sell. Yeah. You know, people don't pay because they want to see the Paul brothers beat people. They want to pay to see these guys get knocked out. Because... <laughs> They just have this little reputation. I didn't watch the fight, oh, but Floyd fight was the Floyd. Boring. Like oh, I'm just like so you. I mean, you know, like Floyd isn't going to come out and like knock you out in 15. Like he could. But he knocked out McGregor, so I thought he would knock out Paul. That's just yeah. it. Yeah. That was it for me. Did he I, knock out McGregor? No, he just won that no, fight, didn't he? He knocked out McGregor in the ninth round. Really? Yeah, it was the first oh. time Floyd had finished anybody in six years. Oh. And to me, it was just because there was such a gap. So I expect the same thing. Like, there's going to be a clear gap. Oh, yeah, because then the... But the size difference actually made up. The ref called it, right? Like, the ref was like, yeah, you're not... Oh, in the McGregor fight? Yeah. Yeah, the re- it wasn't a knockout. It was a, this man is no longer defending himself intelligently. Yeah. But he's still on his feet. Like, yeah. You no. Know, yeah. Yeah. Is that a TKO? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I mean fucking hate those douchebags but you know if you're willing to get your ass beat I'm not a huge fan of like the beefing in the martial art world I know a lot of people love that shit it depends if it's authentic if it's authentic I eat it up (laughs) when like Logan Paul's like fuck you big mixed martial artist yada yada this and that like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass, and you're just a pussy if you don't respond to this. That's yeah, like, I don't enjoy that stuff. It's like, come on, come on. You can get that fight. We all know you can get that fight. It's really entertaining when you see two, two true warriors who just have it out for each other for whatever reason. Whether it's something that was said back in the locker room eight years ago, yeah. you know. But when it's true and authentic and coming from two absolute beasts, yeah. I love the world of mixed martial arts. It is as, it is one of the most human things. Yeah. It is our fight or flight. No, fighting and running to me are the two most human sports. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, I totally get it. Oh. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's had a big smile on my face just thinking about it all right now. It's very like very much like you got you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta be in the present. And if you're not, you're gonna get knocked the fuck out. And it's very I was thinking about this when I left jujitsu yesterday. It is one of the most real things that a person can do. Right? The most in the present, like, you know, so many people, video games, movies, you know, so many things that people do are so, like, protected and nerfed and, like, not really real. Like, there's always, like, a plane of, of like, plexiglass between a person and any kind of danger. Yes. A lot of these, a lot of these things you just said are manufactured. Yeah. Artificial activities. You know, like Playland. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? You're sitting in a... You, and you're universally strapping yourself into some sort of seat and then it swings you around in yeah. a different way. Right? But, like, it's the most real thing you can do and the most real thing you can do with another, another person. Yeah. It's like that and sex. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you are locked into that person. Yes. And nothing else really matters. All that matters is not letting that person take your consciousness away. Is that, is that the main objective of sex? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It is. There's just a different flow state about being in a situation where you're striking another person and they're striking back at you. Yeah. There, the flow state you enter is, 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 is different. It's hard to describe, but it is a very fun thing. And it's a very different thing. And it's a very human thing. <laughs> and I enjoy it quite a lot. I found lately, as I've been getting back into sparring, um, because I haven't done martial arts really in about a year up until the last month, my technique and my speed and all that is much lower than it was. But one thing I've got to reset during my time off is all the complications in my brain. So I used to be very focused on my technique and have floods of thoughts as I was striking, hitting pads or sparring. But now I'm just like, you know what? Your hooks aren't as sharp as they were. Your right hands, you know, maybe you're not twisting your foot enough. But just slow. Stop thinking. Let your body move how it wants to move. And so recently I've actually found my style. Yeah. You know, instead of having to do, thinking about doing everything the coach, you know, I've been coached on, like throw like this, you know, yeah. move like this. You know, and I just like seeing how my body wants to move and then I'm going to build my techniques around that. This a new intention I've been putting into my martial arts and it's been nice to find my movements that's cool hop around a lot a lot of side to side very footwork man yeah very mobile so what do you freak the other person out Mm. (laughs) Uh, I also want to learn how to roll yeah that's the thing one day I'll find out what my style of jujitsu is I'm a very leggy person leggy yeah, I do a lot with my legs. Yeah. Like, my legs are very flexible, mm-hmm. so I can, like, bend them in ways, but, well, there's a lot. You know, I remember you mentioned in the past that you, I guess, uh, what I'm trying to say, um, I just had a complete brain fart, man. <laughs> I'm leggy. Complete. I'm leggy. Um, Finding... How has your, uh, has your submission game gotten a lot better in the past few months? 
I don't know if I'd say better if I'm, you know, I can definitely tell when I'm rolling with someone who doesn't know as much as me. You know, there's a few submissions that I can get. If I'm against someone maybe at my level, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about surviving. Uh, it was funny, I rolled with my instructor and then the next day he gave me a, a promotion. <laughs> I rolled with my instructor because every now and then, like, he's a black belt, right? So, I, primary instructor? Um, uh, Sean. Oh, okay. Um, and he, yeah, I rolled with him and I guess he noticed that I got better. So the next day he gave me a, which is nice. Second strike. Second strike. Numero dos after three years. Every now and then I'm like, I should just start going to jujitsu three times a week. I did two years of karate when I was, well, I was a bit younger, but I never even got a straight. Yeah. But I would like to earn at least my yellow belt. How does it work in, in boxing? In boxing, there's no ranking. There's no ranking? There's, there's no rank. So boxing isn't actually considered a martial art. No. It's considered a sport. Yeah, it's not considered it's considered a combat sport, but it's not considered a martial art. Um, okay. And so it doesn't have that ranking or respect side. Like those and there's not masters. It just it, it's, mm. it doesn't have that same culture that you'll find in Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu or Judo, right? It's a karate, any sport. Do you like that? Um, I find they both have their ups and like it's not really anything better or worse. I like the culture. I like the history and rooted in all that. Um, I'm just gonna pause this real quick because we're at an hour and a half, and this is gonna end in about 20 seconds. So I'm just gonna start another recording. Okay. Yeah, conversation flow is something I had to work on, and it's you. I mean, you can tell my old ones are they're rough, they're rough. Um, but well, now I'm thinking about it too much. It's, you know what it is? It's, it's like there's no wrong way to converse, but when you're conversing and you're on a podcast, like you just want to articulate some things a little bit differently or a little bit more flowy. Because, like, you stutter with your homie, whatever, <laughs> but you stutter and you're on a podcast, you're like, nope. Oh, Holy Jesus Christ, you scared the fuck out of that bird. He's stuttering on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing at me. <laughs> uh, I started the recording again, by the way. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I had to learn, and I actually noticed after doing the podcast for a little while that um, my ability to have conversations with people outside of the podcast improve. Mm. Um, being able to listen to what someone was saying, form your next thought, and then continue listening. Um, speaking of which, yeah, something not a lot of people can do and it drives me crazy. The phone comes out. When you don't know what to say, the phone comes out. Ah. Yeah. You're showing with the homies and they're on their phonies? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> you were talking about boxing before. Ah, boxing. You like Walk the brothers. history? 
yeah, just it's an interesting the uh, culture of combat sports is in a very interesting state right now. You know, with these celebrity fights, like these sort of events have a long history. Like this, these these are moments in boxing history. And this yeah, celebrity culture thing going on right now, celebrity boxing matches. It's very bizarre. Yeah. But the root of it shows me that we just like to be entertained. <laughs> we love the entertainment. I mean, personally, I can't speak on everybody. Some people are all about the art, but the entertainment side of combat sports, the Paul brothers are monetizing on it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very interesting to see. Yeah, if you can get a following of people, you can do just about anything. Yeah, it's interesting when you see, like, something really coming into the forefront of culture, like, maybe not 10 years ago, but, like, 15, 20 years ago, if you talked about MMA, people would look at you like you're, uh, like you're an ape. Yeah. Like, that's so uncivilized, but now it's, like, front and center. It's a huge moneymaker. A huge. Yeah, it's cool to see that it's become part of pop culture. You know, it's normalized. You know, the only people's fault that it was, that it was considered barbaric back in the day, was the UFC. You know? Oh, really? They, 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 oh, they marketed it. Two men enter. One man exits. Oh, man. No rules. No holds barred. Yeah. You knock them out, submit them, or die. Like, literally. Words <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. That's how they marketed it. So, Jesus. of course, <laughs> it didn't take long for all these... Sanctions and all regulations and banned from this state, banned from this state. It almost died. There was there was a dark ages in the early two thousands, but here we are. Got the McGregor's and George St. Pierre's. It's beautiful history. It's only going to get deeper. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Did you ever watch Here Comes the Boom? Here Comes the Boom. I have watched that movie. That's a, a fun times. movie. It was a fun movie. That's a good fucking movie. It's a good feel good. Yeah, it's a good one. It is. <laughs> and it, there's a few people in the, like a few real mixed martial arts personalities, like Joe Rogan's in it. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the coaches that are his coaches yeah. are actual fighters. Obviously, Bash Rutten mm-hmm. plays the Polish guy. I don't, I don't quite remember. The it's been a long time. One of the main characters, you know, that's team. Well, Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan's is good friends with Kevin James. I did not know this. Yeah, they're, they're, he talks about him. I don't. Li- like, we talked about this before. I don't listen to the podcast anymore. Um, but yeah, he's talked about it in the past. Have you ever watched uh, Warrior with? Excuse me, uh, Tom Hardy. No. So Warrior is a mixed martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Out of any movie I've seen in my life in the martial arts worlds, Warrior captures. The reality of mixed martial arts, the best. Oh, really? The highs, the lows, but the reality of the general mundaneness. Like going to the gym, working out, going home. You know, you have to, and obviously the family, the, the drama behind the, the movie as well. Yeah. Like, these are regular people. Yeah. You know, they, go, they go and work hard, and there's nothing glorious about the workout. It feels a little dark, a little gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not overly depressing. They, they, they capture the moods of the, yeah, the real life really well and then the uh final like shows towards the last 40 minutes of the climax fights yeah 
uh, captures the arena perfectly. And the coaches and the general chit-chat between everybody, it's brilliant. Did you ever watch Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, I watched Southpaw. That was a good one. That, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it. It had, it had that fucking trope in it. It had that goddamn fucking trope where the fucking teenage girl is all bitchy. I'm not gonna, and then she realized her dad's fighting hard. She, anyway. She's like, she's like, oh, I don't want you to fight anymore. I want just mm. like, dude, do you know what your dad is? And like, part of it was like, he's got to fight to make money. I can't even remember anymore. But it was like, I just remember being really pissed at the bitchy daughter. That is the worst trope. There's so many Jeez. movies where like, there's a premise and there's a world. And the problem is the teenage daughter. Yeah. Like, did you watch... Um, I mean, I, we've talked about it before. I think we actually talked about it on the first podcast, and which is why I'm remembering this. But um, A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. That's the whole problem was the deaf daughter going through puberty and being all angsty and shit. I think... So the, the, I guess does that like kind of take you out of the film a bit when you it's, see a trope like that? Yeah, it's I, personally like for the quiet places, I didn't find it was overly done on, and I feel like her being deaf also adds a bit more like you know separation. So for her to lash out a bit more because it must be hard to have that on top of just being you know, the teenage pupil daughter. Yes, however... <laughs> oh my god. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Going through puberty is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh my god, I'm uncomfortable with calling this this episode Teenage Pubic Daughter. No. Oh, I don't like that at no. all. I'm going to get cancelled. Oh no. <laughs> That is an objective. Oh, that's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Cubic is an adjective I don't think oh. I've ever used to uh, anything. Oh my god, I don't even know what it means, but it's gross. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. You okay over there? Yeah, alright. So that, that, that teenage pubic daughter trope is <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call that trope now. And have a name for it. That's the name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um it's like it, I mean especially in the quiet place, like she's deaf. She should not be wandering out around because she doesn't know if she's making noise. You step on a crunchy leaf, she had no idea. Right. A twig? That's why they have sand everywhere. So they can walk on the sand paths. That's a horrifying concept. You make noise, you die. Yeah. That is a horrifying film. Like it was, yeah. I thought it was done well. I thought it was done really well too, except for that the teenage daughter, like, oh, I'm gonna run away and this, that, and the other thing. Oh yeah, I hate and that's that. what ended up getting uh, the dad killed in the end. Was her being? I'm gonna run away. Yeah. Oh. You know what? That you know, an action like that, it seems drastic. And I, you don't. Oh, yeah. Why would he do that? Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you're talking about like the mu- the bu- mundaneness, mundaneity, day to day day of uh, mundaneity. Mundaneity. Yeah, it's probably not the word um, of martial arts and going in and like you know 
fight camp and like day, six hours of working it day in day out. Oh yeah. Only really making the money on your big fights. The uh, thoughts of like I guess one you know one thing that I've struggled with in the past is the thought of like wanting to compete and get to that finished product, which is the fight. I don't care about winning or losing. I just want to get to that. But the process to it is long. It is dry. And it just takes That's a lot of work. And that is the, that, that's what a fighter is, though. A fighter is one. You know, what's a fighter do on a good day? A fighter gets up, puts his boots on, he goes to work. And what's a fighter do on a bad day? He gets up and puts his boots on, he goes to work. That's what I struggle with personally. You know, just staying committed to. I think that's the case for a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone you see that like became an overnight sensation, they weren't an overnight sensation. They were a twenty-year sensation. Mm-hmm. They worked at it. They didn't just. Very few people just come out of the woodwork and become hyper famous, and they're like these magic, like you know, like you have to work at it. It's hard work, and you have to, in a lot of cases, dedicate your life to that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of the things that I struggle with. Like, if I want to be successful in any venture that isn't just my nine to five, which I'm very thankful I have and like allows me to do all the crazy shit that I do because it, it's funding recreation, as my dad calls it. It's not work, it's funding recreation. Um, if I want to really get after podcasting, video making, um, stand-up comedy, any of it, that's really all you can do. Like, having a 9 to 5 and trying to do those other things to any level of success is very difficult. And I am start, you know, you see a lot of, like, big-name stars and stuff that A-list, Hollywood A-list actors and stuff, um, they make tons of money. Like they started acting when they were like preteens, a lot of them. Right. And they've been doing it for 20, 30 years. Um, and maybe they're in the right place and they had the right opportunities, but, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of dedication to the craft. And it's something that like, really like, I mean, I know you don't like The Rock, and you're not a particular fan of... Um, I don't hate The Rock. You're not a particular fan of Kevin style, Hart, either? But I have a... Like, you just, I respect him. I respect him. Yeah. When I see their... Like, when I see the shit that they're doing, when I see, like, Kevin Hart and The Rock, when I see people working hard and getting after it, that's what... It's like... It motivates me. It inspires me. And, like, shit, like, you just getting after it, losing that weight, and just doing shit that's what really gets me going and we were talking about before we did the podcast we were talking about inside Bo Burnham's new freaking Burnham and the amount of work that he put into that masterpiece like it is one of the best movies because it's an hour and a half it's a comedy special movie that I have ever seen and there's been very few movies in my life that leave me thinking about it for a lot of time afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it's one of them. Like, I just can't stop thinking about it. It's taking up so much of my brain space. It's cool to see 
what we're capable of when we drive without we just drive straight into something and for him to like put all of that into a project of this grand scale all but all done by him all by himself you know, to capture everything he did the comedy he did you know being able to move you and give you his vision like he did and just put together this masterpiece of film in general with a camera a microphone a room and one creative ass motherfucker Oh yeah, it's pretty great. I'm gonna pause it while this train goes by. Holy train! All right, again, the train has left us. Um, yeah, so Bo Burnham and Free Solo was the other one. I watched I've watched that movie like four or five times now. Since you first watched it? Yeah. When did you first watch it? Uh, two years ago. Oh, and I okay. watched it three times over the next two months. Who's it star again? Uh, his name is Alex Honnold. Mm. I don't know him. It's about a it's about a guy who climbs El Capitan in Yosemite, which is a three thousand foot wall. Yeah. Thirty one hundred foot wall without any ropes or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like. I don't, I don't understand. You know, free climbing is one of those things I just don't understand. It's a butt clencher. It is a... I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I want to get it, but I don't. It's so good. And like, he's like, that's all he does. All he does is climb. And of course, now he's got sponsorships and stuff, so he can like, but he just, he has enough money to buy a house, but he just lives out of a van. Because that's, he doesn't care. He just goes where the climbing is. Go south for the winter, travels around the world to go climbing. That's just a different build. Yeah, I, I mean, love that. I love that. You can definitely tell there's a little, there's a little something going on behind his eyes. Like he's he's a different different person, but you know, in some ways you're like, in some ways I'm kind of jealous of just being like able to like this is the thing I'm going to do. Yeah. And I fucking love it. Not a lot of people get that. No. A lot, a lot, at least not a lot of people live it to the... You know, you do, do what makes you happy. You know, that's... You know, not to take everything to the extreme, but... Not a lot of people find something and live for that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think in some ways... You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm fairly happy with the path that I took. But yeah. sometimes I kind of wish that, like, I had taken, like gone to like film school or something instead mm. um of course so th- i really enjoy biology and it's like at the time i didn't really know how active the filming scene in vancouver was yeah and it's like even more nowadays um but it's just like there's always kind of this idea that like being in the arts doesn't really make you any money but in the filming world, it's art is very technical. Yes. Um, it's never too late. I I love involved in the. I love science, yeah. and apparently there's ways you can get onto into the film world without going to school. And one of those ways is YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what part of the film world would you ideally be in? Like, what what part of the process? Well, I mean, ideally, like in an ideal world, I'd be a director. Beginning to end, man. Your vision, your idea, you know, create it. Yeah. 
all these people I around love, you. That's the thing. I love, like, I, I walked past a film set with my buddy once who I, I made a lot of films with in high school. I made, he was the guy I made the 15-minute spy movie with in high school. Um, have I ever shown you that? I don't believe so. I should show you that. It's an amazing piece of cinematography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's like a, a spy parody, obviously, because we're in high school and we can't do anything serious. I would love to find my old high school videos, video projects, and send them to you. Absolute cringe. <laughs> we, uh, at least on my, my, mine. Ugh. We walked, so yeah, we walked past the film set, and I was like, man, I love this shit. All the little worker ants running around doing their specific function to get this done, to turn nothing into something, right? I love that, the way the, the cogs, the cogs all work together. I love that shit. He was like, dude, I hate it. <laughs> like, oh, man, I love it. I've, I've, I have some film ideas. I, I've lately been diving into film and good films yeah. more and more. I just, I love, I'm just a fan of, of movies. Yeah. And I have ideas. I have yeah. some very creative plot ideas. And I can already, I'm thinking of panning shots and I'm storyboarding them in my head. Yeah. I would love to be able to produce that one day. So much. But right. I also want to be an actor. No, not really being an actor. Like, I've considered modeling. Yeah. If that were to lead us to some sort of, you know, a form of acting, that'd be something I'd be interested in doing. Acting is so much fun. It, has, it sounds like it. Um, Lots to learn. Ridiculous. The most fun I've ever had in my life is making movies. Um, but you need other people around you. Yeah. Right? That are into it. And, like, if you wanted to be the other person to make dumb skits with me, we should do that. <laughs> uh, dude. <laughs> One hundo P. All right. One hundo freaking P. Hit man. me up with ideas, man. Okay. I got I got ideas out the wazoo. Even if they're just, like, like little minute-long minute, minute long skits. I had, God, I stopped writing down my skit ideas a long time ago. And you start doing that again. Things that just come to you, like little minute, yeah. like minute-long bits. I love that shit. You should probably download TikTok. Uh, just saying. I'm just saying. I know. So I've thought about starting my own TikTok because I often find myself in situations where I create a character for myself and just build a little world around that character. Yeah. Like, I mean, Even if you just keep it fry, like, I don't know, I feel like you can capture things on the fly. Because you just get these whimsical ideas. Yeah. And then sometimes just come and go. Yeah. <laughs> you may only get that one opportunity to capture. Yeah. I've thought about it. I very strongly consider get, doing a TikTok account. I don't have one. Uh, I don't have one myself. <laughs> I just I feel like you would do it well. I've avoided downloading it because I don't want to get trapped. <laughs> I've seen the hours people put into it. Oh, it's and rough, man. I don't want to become because <laughs> I feel like it sucked me right in. You know? Oh, yeah. It's a Ford fucking Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a uh, T. I want to get that on my truck now, T A F F R or something that represents that meme. I don't know if I've ever seen that meme. 
That's a that's a Ford fucking Ranger. <laughs> that's a, it's a it's a thing. Funny. But yeah, making making movies. That whole like big blockbuster like multi million dollar budget movie. Love that shit. I love the vibe <laughs> of going to Infinity War in its opening weekend and going to Endgame in its opening weekend. It felt like a true event. Yeah. It was spectacular. The scale of the universe and all the movies to come to this you know, mag- magnum opus of, well, that is its conclusion. I don't know if ma- magnum opus is the right term, but it was just brilliant. It was so much fun. Some of the that's probably the best two times I've spent at the theaters, aside from Star Wars Episode Three, which in it again was a event. The best experience I've ever had in movie theater on an opening weekend, an opening night, Ooh. was John Wick Three. I hate crowded movie theaters, but that is a movie to watch with a crowd. Yeah, because shit happens like. You see him shove a knife into a guy's eye, and everyone's just like, "Oh!" It's un- is it one of those ones that un- makes you actually uncomfortable? Uh, but it's also so good because John yeah. Wick is kicking the ass out of these people. There's just an energy. In I, the- I just watched John Wick one and two earlier this year. Oh, they were so fun, bro. They're, I think the director is uh, a stuntman. I think that's why. I think it's a, oh. a. I think it's a movie made by stuntmen for stuntmen. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And of course, it um, shows. It shows. Keanu Reeves is a, a martial artist. Oh, he is. He is an everything so, man. Yeah. There's uh, a saint. He's another one of those guys that's just like kicks ass. He just kicks ass. I love you. There's that. That is ass kicking energy. Yeah. Who do you think would win in a fight, Keanu Reeves or? Uh, Jason Statham. Oh. oh. Jason Statham is I'm gonna go with, a fairly high-level martial artist in several different martial I'm arts. I'm going to go with Jason. I think... Uh, Jason's British, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with that. The bald guy. There's something about... Oh, bald, number one. Just... There's, 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 I see a different strength than Europeans. <laughs> Does that make any sense? No. I get it. I get it. <laughs> As the, I mean... Different level of alpha. I just I see one is more alpha than the other. That's about it. He's got that, yeah. He's a little little, little less greasy than Keanu Reeves. Keanu's <laughs> <laughs> greasy. Keanu Grease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, he's, he's just also a bigger guy and yeah. like I don't know what kind of like I don't know is Keanu Reeves like mostly like a like a Chinese Japanese martial artist like what like how how deep does his knowledge run nah he Whereas, had to beat everything man I can like I think he's done both I think for his film he's he's certainly presented both styles in film so I think he'd have a he has a glorious mixture of both and the way he shoots gun, it's got to have a lot of Western in him. Oh, have you ever seen his training videos? Yeah, I've seen his gun training. So he also has, he's, he's yeah. definitely got that Western boxing in him too. Yeah. Alongside the, uh, oh, 
Eastern flow. <laughs> I was showing Sarah videos of that guy who was trying to shut down all the the stupid Chinese Wu Chi fighting. Um, the mixed martial artist, Wing Chun. He was he was going around and like he's like yeah no I'll I'll fight any like Wing Chun Kung Fu master. Oh, and he was just going around beating the master. He was just. Beating the ever-loving fuck out of, like, these 60, 70-year-old dudes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... It's like, on the one hand, it's like, why are you doing that? But on the other hand, it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had the chance to say no. Yeah, yeah. You agreed to do this. Two consenting adults. Like... So <laughs> I need for a good time. You generally... <laughs> it's like, it's like the only real thing <laughs> other than sex. <laughs> Yeah, there, you know, I heard about this, um, it was a, 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 a man in China who was a, like, he was a real, he was like a martial artist of the modern age, yeah. you know, something that would compete in MMA, styles like that, practical stuff, and he was outspoken against the Wing Chun and the culture of it, because a lot of people go in there to find strength and spirit, but also, you know, what they want to learn the best form of fighting. But they get not manipulated, but you know, there's a lot of misleading. You know, these Wing Chun masters that claim to be this, that, and be able to do this and that, but it's kind of, you know, smokes and mirrors. Yeah. And he got shut down so hard by the Chinese government for speaking up against these traditional masters mm -hmm. that he's like, no, his kids can no longer go to a certain level of college. You know, he can no longer be a homeowner. He can no longer travel this, there, and that. Like they went hard on his social credit, you know, just for being outspoken about it. So I guess yeah, I was sucks. segueing martial arts into fucked up social stars, credit scores <laughs> in China. But I like seeing those guys getting a reality check as long as they say. Yeah. So this satisfying. We managed to stay away from too much uh, societal discussion today. We did. Which is interesting. You know, I feel like we're feeling artsy today. We, we got up, we followed our art. You know? <laughs> we got up, hit some pads for a little bit, um, got all the anger out and the stress out. So it's like, it was, it's been, uh, it was just uh, under, or just over a year ago that you came over and we talked about the George Floyd protests. I guess that was, oh, that was front and center of that. Yeah, it was like episode. three or four days later, or a week later or something. Yeah. Oh man, that was a that was ago. an event. There was a there was a, there was a tension in the air for a couple of weeks there. Dude, it was uh, it was super real. Things were buzzing, man. It was intense. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Spent way too much time. America's calmed down a little bit. It has. Things have calmed Dude, down, and I'm not the mad. whole Trump era seems like it seems like a dream, like a whisper. It just came. What's crazy <laughs> to me. Is how hard it came, and how hard it just dude. It's, stopped. it's the Game of Thrones of American politics. Like four days, four days after he's out of office, he's completely dead from my timeline. <laughs> from from the, the, the start, I felt an immediate light switch from him dominating any and every corner of my phone to just being completely gone. <laughs> I thought that that was I really that really stood out to me. That's true. It's quiet now. Yeah. Joe Biden's out there. Forgetting sentences and eating ice cream cones. 
and everything, babies. and everything's peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sure weird. he's touched one or two babies on his, you know, I don't know, what does the president do? Do presidents bless babies? Pastor President. (laughs) Father President. Imagine getting baptized by the President of the United States. Do you think you could? How much more. Does it get any more United States than the President baptizing somebody? (laughs) I'm saying, could you imagine Donald Trump? You see him with his scissors. He's still standing in the water in his suit. He's still, he's still in his suit. He's like <laughs> gently lowering them backward. <laughs> Saying some like fucking Latin shit. <laughs> Could you imagine Donald Trump speaking Latin? <laughs> no, he only speaks Donald Trump, man. Dude, I always feel like when someone's when people are speaking Latin and they're putting a curse on me, I wouldn't feel that anymore if Donald Trump like that's <laughs> if Donald Trump comes up to you and he just like starts Lauren Dyson Reagan, he's just like oh fuck, like he just <laughs> start making sure you still have all your toes. You're like I don't think I could take you, it seriously. You call your mom. You're like mom, are you still alive? I think he butchered. I think he butchered the Latin. <laughs> I can speak Latin. I can, I have the best Latin. <laughs> oh, for, you know, you know George Saint Pierre. He um he just had this statue built for him in his hometown in Quebec. Yeah. But the face of the statue is not George Saint Pierre. It is Barack Obama. Oh no, dude! Like, there's, there's a video, like, there's a pictures of him standing beside the statue, and you're like, it, it's Barack Obama, <laughs> not George Saint Pierre. It's is so it the bad. body of of GSP? Yes, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be GSP's face, <laughs> but it's just it's Barack Obama. Oh no, <laughs> that must be the worst. Like, could you imagine? Like, oh yeah, someone put. Can I just like make that? your body? Can I just do your body? Because the thing about bodies is there's a body shape that humans have. Yeah. Right? There's legs, there's arms, there's a torso. You can really kind of fuck around with that formula and it's okay. The face, it is so easy to fuck up a face. Yeah, there's no room for error. Like, the the, the human brain is so dialed into what a human face looks like. Yeah. Oh, fuck. But they captured one quite well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Do you think there's any statues of Donald Trump anywhere? I hope so. <laughs> there better be. Like, I mean, there's a wax good sculpture, people, bad I guess, people, you know, if you make enough wavelengths, you deserve a statue no matter right? what. If you made the impression on the United States, and you were the reason why 100,000 people in the States died. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. We're talking corona? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's a lot of people that you could... How to, could have put mandates in, and people still have been like, "Fuck you! I got the right to go worship God." I don't know if that, like, I don't think any president would have shut America down. I don't think you can shut America down. That's just it. I don't think you can shut America down like you can shut down. I don't know, like Australia. They went hard. Yeah, you know, America could do it in theory, but it would never happen. 
it would crash. The economy would crash so hard. Australia is isolated enough that it's kind of its own internal economy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, but everything we get in North America comes from China and India. It's America. We, what have you even got going for us anymore? What the hell do we export? Wood. Lumber? And electricity and fuel. This is why we need the pipeline. Maple syrup. Maple syrup and poutine. Poutine. Mm. No, they got to come here for the poutine. Ooh. Oh, man, I'm so excited for an A&W burger and poutine rack. Oh, my God. That one's going to be closed. You'll have to go somewhere else. No! Okay. <laughs> There's one over by the uh, Coquitlam bus loop that's open 24-7. Oh, yeah. It's kind of in the opposite direction, though. Oh, well. I'll survive. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to call it there. I think Donald Trump speaking Latin is my new favorite thing, though. Even daughter's. All right. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to call this one Donald Trump speak. Donald Trump speaking Latin. Yeah. Donald Trump speaking Latin. Over over the the pubic daughter syndrome. I can see that being a dangerous dangerous headline. It's a good one. This this setting is fucking great. Yeah, maybe uh, I'll figure out what weekend I want to do that hike and camp stuff. It might even be into early September. Yeah, September's a good season. It is. It's still warm. The days aren't as long, which makes camping nice because you don't have to stay up to like one in the morning to see yeah. the stars. That's that a really a nice cool, like we're going up to the Rockies like at the longest time of year. Like we're going up three days after the longest day of the year, mm. and you're you're up in the mountains too, so the sun doesn't go down to like midnight. Well, the sky doesn't get dark till like midnight. I was gonna say, wouldn't the mountains make it shadier? Well, if you're on the top of the mountains, ah, yeah, you're high ah. up, so it takes longer for the the sun to. Yes. Get down below 100%. the horizon. Uh, yeah, I would definitely love to do one of these like out in the middle of nowhere after like a fairly intense day hike. So I? Uh, yes, okay. I, I'm going to shut this down now. Thank you everybody for listening and putting up with the trains and the highway and the background noises. And uh, hopefully I'll start now that things are uh, locked down is sort of easing up I can start doing more of these uh, thank you very much Deontay for joining me anytime bud uh, I have music on these now so like ambient music no like, like intro, intro music outro. break nice. music yeah my buddy made some fun no I definitely started one uh, one of your recent ones that had intro music that would have been the last one that I did oh, okay um, so yeah we'll throw that on here Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Uh, re-enter the world. Don't get too anxious about seeing new people, seeing people again. Uh, we are humans. Is what we're meant to do. Just let it flow, and uh, stop wasting those days. Thanks, everybody.